Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast where we bring to you the stories of founders, SaaS company founders, entrepreneurs, and executives. My name is Luis. I'm the owner and founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today we have the pleasure of interviewing Gohar Shafiq, uh, the founder of Funnel CRM. And today he actually was super kind enough to give us a code that we will be posting later on inside of the whatever copy you see. Uh, so that's going to be 50% off your first month uh, on Funnel CRM when you try it out. So make sure you check that out. And to get started, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Gohar? Where, where did you grow up? Uh, hi, thank you so much for inviting me to the podcast. Uh, so I'm, I'm Gohar. I'm a 26-year-old entrepreneur based in Pakistan. Uh, so I started my first venture when I was still in university. I failed a few uh, uh startup companies and then there and then you know that lead me to uh, start my own digital agency so i started that digital agency then i grew that agency within a mere time span of one uh, year and then i sold that agency uh, to one of my clients uh, so after that uh, right now i'm working on saas projects uh, uh, there are two different saas but i'll be uh, you know explaining one of them in this podcast so that is Funnel CRM. Uh, it's a CRM uh, for growing businesses. And especially because I had experience in the digital agency part and as a consultant as well. So uh, it's more focused for the, for the agencies, for the consultants and, you know, for service businesses but with one, uh, people having websites as a form of, you know, query uh, and lead uh, generation. And second, for those people who, who use emails and proposals, uh, in their daily, you know, lead generation and sales workflows. So uh, Funnel CRM is basically targeted for those people. That's awesome. And what was one of the triggering moments that, and, and I completely understand, right, with the agency and everything, I see like the, the issues with certain CRMs out there. And, and I, I want to know, I guess, a little bit more about exactly what it was that you didn't see in the CRMs that are out there. Obviously, there's a lot of big players where you're currently playing, right? You have things like HubSpot and, and a like, just a list of CRM. So what is the one thing, you know, that really, that when you decided to create a CRM, what was it that you wanted to create that was different from whatever was out there already? Uh, so one, all the CRMs uh, right now in the market, they're mostly focused on the sales teams directly, uh, but not on the business owner itself. So because when I was starting out my digital agency and other startups that I had, the one major problem was obviously the entrepreneur uh, has to do sales himself in the start of the uh, business years, right? right? So during that phase, obviously, if if, if he's not a salesperson or uh, maybe he's new to sales, so uh, all the CRMs that I tried out, uh, normally they were very difficult to use, bloated with features that uh, you won't need at that moment. Uh, so eventually you go back to, you know, spreadsheets and emails because it's more fast and convenient. And, you know, obviously the volume is not there at the moment. Uh, but again, from day first, if, 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 if the CRM is allowing you to uh, be more, you know, to improve your sales workflow, save your time. So uh, that's a great tool for, a, for an entrepreneur, whether it's a CRM or maybe a project management tool, whatever it is. So when we build it out funnel CRM, so we were trying to focus uh, from the perspective of business owner first and then the sales team and then, you know, uh, the later stages of the, mm -hmm. uh, of the CRM that comes in. 
Okay, so that actually leads me to another very good question, and, I, and I'm not entirely sure yet, but let's see. Do, so do you have a niche, you know, for not necessarily an industry, or you, you maybe you do have an industry niche, but essentially do you have a niche as sure. far as the size of the company that you're going after? Because you mentioned, you know, it's more for entrepreneurs and, and things like that. Are you pretty much focusing on smaller teams or maybe that one person uh, you know, army that's pretty much handling everything. So it's a lot more simplified when you, when you only have one set of hands touching everything. Uh, so is that, is that, you know, essentially who you're going after? And uh, yeah, I, then I'll, I'll ask the next question after you answer this one. Okay. So uh, one, if you talk about the, the features that we have, obviously uh, when we started out, it was much more simpler, but now it's still the simpler version uh, because of the UX that we have designed. Uh, but, but if you compare us with the other CRMs, obviously uh, we do have all the features that they do have, uh, but in more simpler and, you know, better way that we think, mm -hmm. uh, but answering your question. Uh, so that is the one thing that I learned in the SaaS business that uh, initially when we started out, we were like, okay, this is a CRM for everyone. Right. So we went out, we spent a lot of marketing budget on, you know, Google ads, Facebook and everything. And we wasted money. Every penny was wasted uh, because we were generalizing the target market. We did not knew, okay, this particular segment is the one that is right for us. Mm -hmm. So what it was, we obviously I did had a background in marketing, but uh, you know, once you become an uh, SaaS entrepreneur, so it's like that, okay, get, get more users, you know, acquisition is the first thing that comes right. into your mind. So uh, we wasted a lot of money, but then uh, what I learned was uh, that you need to understand the problem first and then niche out uh, that that problem and uh, uh, create a messaging or value proposition that how your tool is solving that particular problem. Mm -hmm. So what we did was because again, uh, uh, I, I was running a digital agency, so I knew the problems that digital marketers had uh, when they start out. Uh, sales and then obviously in my network I have other uh, agency owners as well so I started meeting them I started you know I gave them for the uh, funnel for free to try out and use and they became uh, uh, very good users and the feedback that we got so we got initially 2000 plus beta version uh, users so uh, we improved on those uh, feedbacks and then you know then we started the marketing again but that it was much more niched and the, and the problem was clear to us and to the customers as well and what we were trying to solve. So yes, this is targeted for small businesses uh, and especially for, you know, team sizes from one to 20 and uh, like those. Uh, uh, and then if you talk about the industry, so digital marketing service businesses, so we are particularly tar targeting those industries at the moment. The digital in the agencies and things like that. Yeah, consultants, service professionals, uh, freelancers. That makes sense. And when you when you say you know that that essentially, so you're targeting the small companies, right? Yeah. Yeah. And your product is going to help them scale because it makes processes easier. So what happens? Let's say theoretically speaking, that they they outgrow your product. Is that something that you've seen where, where someone stays with you so long that essentially they're going to need something that is more robust. So they're going to be moving to, to, you know, some, a, a CRM that has more features for a bigger team. 
or or do they still stay with with funnel after you know that they expanded or whatever it is that happens right after they scale do they stay with you still because it is such a simple crm and, and it's just straightforward where they have everything that they need or do they do they ask for more features are they seeking other solutions that that could you know hit on some pain points that maybe funnel isn't specialized since it's not made for you know the big big companies or, or something that's more of a medium size and not something that's just starting out uh, very good question so yes uh, we do understand that one part of a SaaS business is that you need to pivot very fast mm-hmm. otherwise you would fail many startups uh, for example if you take Instagram or many of the popular startups they started out with uh, a different problem trying to solve something else and then ended up you know what you see right now right. Uh, that is a journey of a typical startup business that you need to pivot because the feedback that your customers are giving in uh, that is much important than your own thinking that okay we need to develop this or that mm-hmm. so yes we uh, one first we, we are trying to get a good market share in that segment uh, uh, but we we constantly think that uh, uh, that should not happen then when they scale using our software, uh, they don't move out to another CRM or uh, our software becomes useless for them. So what we're doing is we we are again trying to listen to our customers, current customers, and then you know adding more features. For example, uh, when we started out the beta version, so it was just for one person because we were focusing on just the freelancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when we grew the, uh, the user base, so uh, now recently we have added uh, multi teams and you know permissions and roles so you know you can add different team members and assign roles and stuff like that so uh, again that is a simple feature but uh, we we are progressing like that we are key, uh, but again the core principle is that uh, we don't want to bloat the crm right so uh, we don't want to become another crm that is uh, you know when you use it it becomes uh, uh, you know bloated with useless features and you know uh, so yes, we do want to remain in that category at the moment, uh, uh, but with the right integrations and stuff, if, if the product is useful, uh, I guess it can be scaled to a certain extent. Right. And you mentioned earlier too that you had 2,000 users, I think you mentioned. Yeah. Is that what you have? What are... Go ahead. So it's, it's like uh, now we are 3,000 plus at the moment awesome uh, yeah so it's it's just one year uh, we uh, we came out of beta in jan 2018 and so in just a mere time span of like uh, 8 9 months uh, so uh, i guess it is pretty much ex- uh, impressive at the moment yeah that's awesome congratulations that's that's huge and uh, so so with something you know such a fast growth what are some of the, and you mentioned earlier, you know, pivoting fast is extremely important when you're, when you're in the SaaS industry and things like that. So what are some of the issues that you've come across that, and then obviously you spoke about the, well, we only had one user at the beginning and now we need to think about bigger teams that maybe, you know, well, it might be a digital agency, but maybe he has someone that's handling sales and he's handling all the fulfillment, but it's still brand new. It's just two people. And, and before you, you only had the, the, the ability to have one. So if they both wanted the CRM, they'd each have to get their own and, and they can, you know, match things up. And, and that's one of the things that you pivoted into is adding the feature to, to allow an extra user, however many you can add now. Right. And so 
other than that, what are some of the issues that you faced that, that maybe if you didn't, you know, implement, you wouldn't be where you at right now? Uh, so one SaaS is a very, very different, uh, you know, business model. If we talk about, uh, you know, so one is, is your product. Uh, so you need to keep, uh, you know, learning and researching what, uh, what features should be there in the product to make it more useful for the customer base. And then second, uh, there's this business side to it. What should be the pricing, uh, how to acquire new users, how to, if, if the, so Initially, we had this uh, uh, great issue that, uh, you know, we were not able to convert free trial ups, signups to, uh, you know, paid ones. Mm -hmm. So we did speaking, uh, we, we added email trips, we added, you know, step-by-step -step tutorials and visits, we help, uh, added help desk to solve those problems. Uh, but, you know, every other day we come up with another new problem and, you know, that's the beauty of becoming an entrepreneur as well. That, that you see those problems and now you need to solve them. Some yeah. of them are already solved. You just need to learn and implement it. And some of them are really unique to your situation. So you need to, you know, uh, invent a way uh, for that. You got to find them and then you got to execute on them. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, that's what makes an entrepreneur. If you can't see the problem, you don't have a solution. So you got to find the problem first. And that's essentially what you're doing on a daily basis. So uh, that's awesome. So I think that is the basic difference between a job and a, and becoming an entrepreneur uh, uh, is that, uh, for example, if, if I was in a job, so if I had some issue, uh, 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 whether I'm a salesperson or maybe a project manager, whatever I am, so I would definitely go to my senior and, you know, ask for advice that how they, they did, how, you know, to learn that. Mm -hmm. So when you're an entrepreneur, your team comes to you and, you know, uh, uh, and, and, sometimes the problem is even new for you as well. So I guess that that's the most interesting part in becoming an entrepreneur. I guess that, uh, you know, you get to see problems that, that you uh, have to solve. So there's no senior for you. Obviously there are mentors and, you know, now learning is uh, easier than before. Uh, but again, that's a, that's a different channel. So for example, I meet so many different entrepreneurs. They've built a very good product but they fail at marketing. Uh, sometimes they're doing very good at the marketing, but they don't, they don't have a good engineering team at the back end. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, so those are again the problems that uh, I guess uh, entrepreneurs fail and that is the beauty of the entrepreneurship itself. Yeah, exactly. And you actually mentioned earlier that you had an issue when people were trying out the free trial and you weren't able to convert them into a paying user. Um, what is what are your thoughts on on having a freemium or offering the a paid trial maybe with limited uh, capabilities or just doing like a a, a certain date you know and, and I think this is what you have going on right now which is a 14 day free trial so what 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 made you go that route why not offer a freemium or why not uh, offer you know a paid trial with limited capabilities okay uh, a very good question uh, but I think you need to understand the industry that you are into. Uh, so right now, <clears throat> most of the fear of, uh, CRMs that are totally free, uh, they are not free because of the, because they're running it as an acquisition model. Like for example, Dropbox has a freemium model to attract new users. Mm -hmm. uh, but for example, if we take HubSpot as a free CRM, so 
their core business model is not the CRM business. It's it's the marketing tool that they have. So uh, it's just another uh, you know uh, acquisition tactic to get new users for the marketing platform, not for the CRM part, right? Uh, so one, you need to see your industry that you are into, what competitors are doing, what the industry is about. Uh, but again, uh, again, that if maybe someone else is not doing that and you became the free player or maybe add another different type of freemium or something like that. So that can be a good growth hacking strategy as well for your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, uh, so what we analyzed was that ob- the, the team size is very small for us at the moment. Uh, so if we provide, we, we started off with a freemium model and people were enjoying it. Uh, but we, we failed to understand how we can, you know, convert that person to a, from a freemium to a paid plan. Because if we, if we cut out the features in the freemium plan, uh, they would, you know, lose the value of the CRM. And they won't get to try the other one. So, so they don't understand what's really there. Right. So what we have done is uh, for for single team users and you know with with all the good features that we have uh, we instead of free version we have uh, researched the price that okay it should be for example ten dollars that is affordable by someone else yeah and then if you want to scale uh, so you just need to add more add-ons in that uh, so uh, that will be thirty nine dollar per month so you know based on those pricing we still have a kind of freemium model, I don't know, not freemium, uh, but you know, more afford, affordable mo- uh, uh, model to try out the broad and, you know, uh, use it. Uh, and again, if you have a good marketing uh, strategy in place and, you know, you're getting signups daily, uh, then I, uh, I, I feel that uh, you should move to a free trial plan because uh, uh, that would actually, you know, reduce the time of uh, your, you know, in uh, cash flows and, you know, it will be better for your business initially. And uh, you touched on, you know, on, on acquisition levels, I guess if you want to call it essentially, um, you know, getting people to, to convert, to go into the platform on a daily basis. And I don't know if that's the case right now with funnel, but essentially you grew extremely quickly and you also mentioned marketing strategies. So, what's been the most successful one? Obviously you've been doing something extremely right to get that kind of growth in such a short period of time, right? So what was it that, that worked best for you? So, uh, uh, so right now we are doing three different things that work for us. Uh, uh, one is the B2B marketing. Uh, that is what we do is we, uh, uh, I've learned that thing uh, in my past experiences, how to you know market on B2B for B2B businesses. So what we do is uh, we have LinkedIn uh, uh, tools and then we have uh, cold email tools. So we send out around 4,000 to 6,000 uh, LinkedIn and cold email uh, emails to different type of prospects that we think can use our CRM. Uh, uh, for example, in our case, it is the digital agency owner, for example. Mm-hmm. So we have set, created that funnel that works for us. And, you know, now it's all on automation. Initially, when I was starting out, I, I, I was trying to build that, uh, how to make it work. Uh, so one, B2B tools using LinkedIn and cold email outreach. Um, so it's, it's a mixture of the right messaging, the automation tools, and then, you know, follow-up sequence and everything. Uh, and the main goal is to get them, you know, uh, 
try out the software or maybe book a demo for the for mm-hmm. the software so the second part is obviously the paid mediums uh when you're starting out uh normally what people and entrepreneurs uh do is they don't invest in paid marketing they think that's expensive or maybe they are you know low on the budget part uh i because again i had a background in the marketing uh so i understood the value of you know paid marketing so we started off with google ads we failed miserably now we are on uh, facebook ads and then we have ppc uh, on other websites uh so it's working well for us uh, and the third part is the organic part uh where we're still you know learning and trying to test those strategies out so that's one seo uh the second is the cura uh what we do is we try to find out questions directly related to crms and we uh, answer those questions instead of selling uh on those answers what we do is we we bring value to the answer and yeah. then link back to our product so that is working very good for us and one thing that uh i personally believe in is uh, that was uh, you know uh, a major success part for us was uh doing things that don't scale uh so that is a very good uh, uh message by uh, the founder of the y combinator that uh, when you're starting out your businesses or startups so you need to uh, maybe do things that that you cannot scale in the later parts but you need to do out for us it was like i was meeting around 3 to 4 different people every day uh you know uh my contacts my uh, second reference contacts so i just went there to their office that's it i just knocked their office i i sat with them and you know tried to uh you know gave them the idea about my uh, crm you know and uh, have them test it initially uh obviously i cannot scale it uh to much extent but that was the success for me and i i'm i'm inspired by the founder of uh, pinterest uh so what he did was that initially he went to different coffee houses uh he went there and you know asked the asked people uh that okay i've i've made made this website can you please sign up and use this so it was like so he acquired users like that obviously that's not scalable but as an entrepreneur when you're starting out you need to do some type of those things uh that maybe other big companies cannot do because they cannot scale it mm-hmm. uh but you can do that can be personalizing the message that can be going directly to the customer uh, or any other growth hack right and uh let's see here <laughs> so what what and you mentioned you were going you know to to the offices of people that would be that would find value in your product and and i noticed on your website you actually have a link on the very bottom for an affiliate program and what have you seen has been has it has that been successful for you or is that something that that maybe you know it's it's good to have on there but it's not it's not been something that has had a very strong impact on the growth of the of the SaaS company so uh right now because uh, yes we wanted to do influencer marketing uh but we we just started out the affiliate program at the moment so uh, uh, at this stage uh, it's not uh, something that you know it's bringing revenue for us but i think if if done properly because we are not doing it properly we we just have that feature but we are not you know outreaching different influencers and you know affiliate marketers to actually you know promote our uh, program so there's another key lesson for other entrepreneurs and you know uh, people out there 
that sometimes you just you know uh, build a feature that okay this should be there but you don't actually work on you know promoting that feature or maybe you know that that marketing strategy so for example we do have a affiliate program but we have never marketed it uh, like it should be uh, to get results for us so obviously we are fairly new so no one would be interested in you know uh, trying out a new product and then you know start marketing it unless we do provide them very good uh, commissions and you know help them with their content and you know stuff like that so uh, right now it's not working for us but yes we do have plans that how to make it work for us in mm-hmm. the latest phases but that's not the focus for us at all right okay and essentially i mean if if you know i was using funnel for example and i love the product right i just completely love everything about it and i'm going to tell people right so if if i'm going to tell my friends and and i happen to have huge connections and i just drop a link somewhere right and and then it happens that you just get a bunch of signups from this one person that you didn't, you didn't even have to tell to do it because they knew that the program was there and they decided, well, if I'm going to share this, might as well get something back from it and, and, you know, help a company that I love at the same time and get something back for myself. So I think even if, if it's not something that you're going to be pushing out constantly and then trying to get people to sign up for it, I think it's important to have something like that where you are giving value essentially in, in one way or another to your users, right? So if they wanted to do it, there is the option to do so. Yes, yes, definitely. That was the, actually, that was the point of having affiliate program initially. And uh, so another question that I have right now too is, um, what, is one, what is the main focus, you know, your main focus at the moment with Funnel? What is something that you're, you're currently struggling and what is something that you're currently doing to to make some impact in whatever that is okay so if if we talk about the 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 business part so uh, the main problem that we are having is you know obviously to reduce the cost to acquire a new customer uh, uh, because uh, but i guess we we are in a stage that we are still testing out different type of marketing strategies and you know uh, shredding out the ones that are that not working for us uh, so uh, if we talk about the the roadmap for the funnel itself uh, obviously i wanted to i want funnel to become a go to tool for the sales people and business owners uh, so we we are uh, you know uh, adding new features uh, at a very good pace uh, for example in this next build what we are doing is we have automatic triggers we have uh, automatic follow ups uh, reminders and you know tasks uh, and that, th- these are some of these features are, you know, not out there in other CRMs. For example, uh, uh, what we do is you, you'll get automatic task notifications. For example, if you're, if you had a meeting and you, uh, you came back from the meeting, you will have this task created for you to add minutes for the meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if your, uh, uh, lead is inactive for like 14 days or maybe 10 days, you'll get a new task for that, that, okay, you need to uh, follow up this uh, lead. Uh, so, you know, some type of uh, these type of automated uh, tasks. So we're working on that as well. Then we are working on integrations uh, with, you know, Zapier, with Facebook leads, with obviously other uh, platforms out there. So, uh, but again, uh, uh, as a uh, entrepreneur and as a broad manager of the company as well. Uh, so you need to, uh think 
you do, you need to focus on the features that you know your your uh, users are telling you to make that's very much important uh, before that i used to have another saas that i sold it was uh, an accounting software so what we did was initially was we were just building out building out building out uh, and not listening to the customers that knowing what people were looking for yeah so so we ended up with a with a uh, obviously features were there but when we actually started uh, you know marketing it and you know people came to us so many of the features was you know useless for them mm-hmm. uh, they would never try that out and you know it's it's just a waste of money and time and resource on that so i learned that hard way uh, but one thing that i i think every saas owner should focus on is that obviously your product is the main key to everything so don't just build out things fast and you know just so do do make things fast but you know uh, move prioritize things that your customers want uh, not that you want uh, and what is one way that you're doing that are you just waiting for people to say something are you facilitating you know the, the way for them to do such a thing are you sending out surveys to your current users uh, nps you know uh, um, surveys or what, what what kind of information i guess what channels are you doing for them to actually do that for you and a lot of users don't want to give feedback you know and i i'm one of them that's like it, it depends on the company actually and i think that's important to 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 also state right um if it's a company that i really like i'll give feedback if it's a company that i don't like that much i usually like i'll maybe i'll leave negative feedback or nothing uh and usually in between if i'm not missing anything or if i'm happy with the current product and and i think it's you know it's good enough for what i needed that I won't leave anything. So usually it's it's if it's something that I love and it's something that I really need, I'll leave feedback. So what are you doing in that case? Are you sending out surveys? Are you sending out NPS uh I forgot the, the rest of that name, but the NPS uh, scores, the NPS score, how are you doing that? So yes, we we are doing that as well uh through emails and we do have a Facebook community group. Uh then uh we also have a uh, you know feedback uh, module on the website uh, that you can you know add the feature that you want and you know vote it and then by the voting we get to know that okay this is uh, the one that we need to plan out fast uh, and these again these are all the the typical things that you will do uh, and you write if if people love your product they would love to you know add uh, their feedback to it if they don't they they won't do that uh, so the second part to it is that uh we do have a support team but i personally handle support as well uh so we have a rule in the company that uh the the directors of the company and then uh, the the engineering team of the company they need to dedicate their time on uh weekly support uh why is that because you need to get hands on to understand the problems that people are having so mm-hmm. sometimes my 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 user base is based in us canada australia so uh, it's it's uh, it's 3 am here in pakistan and then uh, i i'm i'm replying back to you know my uh, support and you know the, the uh, feedbacks and you know emails uh, so when when you are uh, involved in in these things uh, uh, as a business or as a founder so i guess it's it's it becomes more personal and your customers usually they 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 love that that okay uh, the founder of the company is taking interest in our problem so you know it's important and that's what everybody wants 
yeah so, and then again that is the uh, that is something that you know you need to do things that don't scale right mm-hmm. uh, so initially that's the right time to get involved in the product and you know support directly understand talk to them uh, obviously they are humans as well so talk to them uh, so what i've done is uh, there's one more key element to it instead of going so much formal what i've done is because i've understood that my target audience is directly business owners and you know uh, uh, very small teams not the enterprise one so instead of being very formal and you know uh, like that what i've done is we we try to become informal i try to become friends with my customers and you know uh, and once you become friends uh, and you know build a relationship with them uh, obviously they'll give you better feedback they'll give you honest feedback and you know yeah. uh, and and everywhere uh, they will share your product and service uh, uh, so next time for example someone says i need a crm uh if if you have a relationship with maybe an influencer your customer your other stakeholder definitely they will mention you on that comment or maybe right. something so that is relationship building that i i networking that uh i i believe every entrepreneur should do whatever industry they are into uh, relate because in the end it's all about people right so if you're good with people you will you will scale much faster mm-hmm. if if not good with people maybe you'll you'll grow the business but the the rate of growth will be and scale will be very slow i guess okay awesome awesome great 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 information great feedback and uh gohar we're kind of closer to the end of the, of the meeting and i know you have other stuff going on so i just want to ask a couple more questions uh and uh, essentially the this next one is what is your favorite book uh so there's multiple of them uh, <laughs> but i personally like the miracle morning uh, okay and rich dad poor dad okay uh, so that poor dad was my first book uh, so i loved it uh, that way because it it because before that i used to read but you know it was more like uh, friction uh, fiction books and you know story books and you know mm-hmm. uh, harry potter and whatever <laughs> so when i you know read that book it, it totally blew my mind okay yeah. this is the real world that we are into not the the, the other stuff right. obviously that important as well but you know that book just uh, you know then i started to invest into you know uh, uh, see okay there's another category of books that people need to read, read and learn and yeah. and one thing i believe is that uh, you know in your universities your schools and you know colleges they don't teach you this stuff uh, at yeah. least they need to guide them that okay uh, uh, apart from your course books you need to read these particular books you know uh, and i think they should be mandatory for them yeah. uh, for university student so that was one book that changed my life you know perspective of you know then uh, obviously i got more motivated to read similar books on you know on investing yeah absolutely i completely agree with you actually used to hate reading throughout all of high school and then i became i realized that i was more of an entrepreneur and i started people started telling me about these books and and all these kinds of things and i started reading i think the first book that i read was um the one thing wonderful book i don't know if you've read it before but it's an amazing book and 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 i hold it close to my heart right so that was the one that really changed my perspective on a lot of things and and really what i wanted to do and focus on uh so that's why we're here today <laughs> and uh and then one thing more uh, that if if again you you don't want to read books 
uh, now what you can do is you can watch good videos you can watch podcasts you can watch uh, read simple ebooks you know uh, because the goal should be to learn stuff fast yeah uh, so if if you're not good with one type of medium for example if you don't want to read uh, don't get stuck there uh, go to another medium yeah. uh, there's audio books there's podcasts and whatever youtube videos stuff like that Absolutely. so uh, there's there's one thing that i learned that uh, you need to get mentors to to you know scale faster so one way to get a mentor is one to one as a person and the second way is to learn from them using their you know uh, their content right so so uh, we live in a age that it's pretty much easier for us to do that yeah and and, and books too I, i like to think of books as mentors you know it's it's people that did huge things wonderful things and the only way you're going to learn that stuff because most you know most people uh, will probably don't get there it, let's just say that the person that wrote the book has already passed away you can't get the information any other way but it's all written down for you all you have to do is go and read it uh, so i like to think of, of books like you know it's a, it's a personal mentor they're telling you literally step by step items like principles by ray dalio amazing book uh, it's big but it's a great book and uh, you know it's it's just just giving you everything you know from problems to solutions to what how when to create principles and things like that so i think that's one of the greatest books also and it and absolutely mentors are huge and i think everyone should get one uh, on whatever it is that they want to learn right not just business but if it's life or whatever it may be yeah you you should invest into different type of you know maybe religion uh whatever investing business uh, sales so you never know what type of book can you know change your life completely it's it's Absolutely. like that uh, and sometimes not just book uh, activities and you know uh, some events in the life can also change your uh, you know it can be turning point for your life for example uh, steve jobs got that calligraphy uh, uh, class mm-hmm. initially and that helped him to you know create better typography for the macs and you know apple so uh, he you never you know you cannot correlate the two things but yeah. that helped right absolutely so, yeah definitely and uh do you have any questions for me gohar anything at all uh yeah so i uh, i know you're a digital agency owner as well so uh, how do you help saas businesses so we focus on really digital advertising whether it's facebook advertising google advertising youtube display you know all those different things and we try to and and we focus specifically on subscription based saas models uh there's others you know that focus on the lifetime deals and things like that but we like to do the subscription we've seen the best results with our clients that are subscription based models and and really it's just creating the whole strategy and and really doing the market research you know when it comes to who's using these the funnel and and things like that uh why would someone go for hubspot or or you know essentially why would they use funnel crm comparatively obviously they have a free crm so why you know what's making them go that route and not this route right so really figuring out everything and and creating funnels for our clients that are going to lead to a high return investment with their dollars um essentially that's that's what we do here okay great i'll i'll definitely look uh, at your website and other services that you do and you never know maybe we become customers for each other <laughs> definitely definitely and uh, yeah i have to try out a uh, funnel it looks definitely interesting and uh like i said everyone uh there is a 50% off code that for the first month that gohar was super kind enough to give us 
And so I'll post that on the links everywhere. And uh, again, thank you, Gohar, for such a great interview. It was an absolute pleasure uh, getting to know a little bit more about you, the story behind the product and, and how you're differentiating yourself from the big players in the industry and really, you know, learning what was able to get you from zero to over 3,000 users uh, in such a small period of time and, and really, you know, just learning about a great person uh, overall, just, you know, understanding that there's people that are out there trying to find ways to help uh, other people that are like them. Essentially, it's, it's you know, entrepreneurship, it's, it, I think it's trending right now and uh, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, but I feel like very few people actually know what it takes to, to become one and, and really, you know, execute on the things that they want it's it's not as easy as people make it seem it's not just you know all these nice pictures on instagram you at the beach with a computer um uh, uh -huh. and and that's what a lot of people think but it's just putting your head down for long long hours and really um just taking action on on, on your ideas right even even entrepreneurs want to become that <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, right so that's that's you know it's just a highlight reel of of really the, the good times and everyone that's out there on Instagram, you know, posting all these beautiful pictures of the beach and, and all that. They all, they've all spent a lot of time with their head downs without doing much, uh, you know, other than just be working. So uh, there's that. And uh, again, it's always great to learn about people, uh, you know, creating great companies around the world. And, and I appreciate your time. And uh, thank you for everyone that's listening, watching the podcast. And uh, again, this is super new, but we've enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and just getting to know these people is amazing. So the podcast is available on all major uh, podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And where can people find you, Gohar? Uh, so I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, you just need to type my name and I'll be there. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll share my website link as well. It's, it's gohar.me. Mm -hmm. so yeah, we'll, we'll put your website on the description of everything so they can find you there and, and, and et cetera, right? So... We'll put your, just send me your LinkedIn information, all that stuff, and I'll get it added on there so people can find you, contact you, and, and all that good stuff. And you can find me on Instagram. That's like where I'm mostly, uh, um, you know, posting if I ever do, but it's Camacho.ftm. And uh, also you can find the Phantom Agency at Phantom.agency with an F. And uh, if you're a SaaS owner, entrepreneur, join our group. It's SaaS Ad Lab. Uh, just answer the questions and we'll get you right in there. And, and if you want to be on the podcast, just let us know. And uh, again, thank you, Gohar, for the great interview. And uh, thank you so much. it was, uh, thank you for inviting me once again. Thank you so well, much. Really absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah. all right. Uh, I challenge everyone to go and take action on something that they want to do that's going to change their lives. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs>